The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. He loves the outdoors with Mother Nature and all those pretty flowers, plants, and trees. She loves the inside, designing and installing boutique kitchens and baths. Put them together, and you've got the Inside Out Show with David Sherwood and Anne-Marie Voges. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on your home for all things home improvement, inside and out. The Big 550 KTRS. You know, I like kitchens and baths, too. <laughs> I like gardening. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in both those places. <laughs> and I'm sure you like your gardening, too. And that gardening is great for your health and uh, activity and serenity and all that great shit, st- stuff. Uh, uh, and it's uh, just keeps you in good shape. That's and, right. That's right. And uh, Welcome to the Inside Out Show. That's right. I am David Sherwood at Sherwood's Forest Nursery. And believe it or not, we're open today. And uh, we are... Uh, Actually had a crew in and out. They got up at six thirty and planted some trees, and uh, they got back already. And so it was kind of cold. What time on they the, have to go out in the morning. They, to they, do said, that. they said it was kind of cold on the timesheet. <laughs> <laughs> they got back, you know, early. You know, didn't didn't uh, take time to, you know, do. You know, sometimes they'll take a break in the truck or whatever. They they just they got back and got the trees in the ground, and it's all good. So, but uh, and then we are open today probably till 3 maybe our, our hours are 8 till 4 uh 7 days a week and uh we uh have maintained that uh, yesterday we cut out a little early when we had to snow so it's always if there's oh, something yeah. really crazy going on with the weather you got to kind of figure that we might be gone a little bit early so but uh, or closed if it's dangerous and icy or something like that. So, oh, I understand and you, I am Anne Marie Boges, the owner of Anne Marie Design Studio. We have a showroom in Wildwood, and we mainly do whole house renovations, kitchen and bath specifically. That's because we sell cabinets and everything in between. So everything from the floor all the way to the ceiling, we can sell. We can design with. We can help you make selections regarding that in your house. And then we do offer installation. We love to do the whole entire thing from start to finish just because it's just really easily, you know, managed. That's right. And and just like you, you like to know, you know, you're going to install this tree and you're going to plant it at this location and, and have a master plan. Yeah. Not not plant a tree where somebody decides they're going to expand their patio a little bit, right? Where you put the tree or, you know, they decide they want to put uh, lighting or, you know, a fountain or something. It's good to kind of have a general idea of what you want to do. And uh, plan accordingly. And that's what our designers and your designers do as well. So, that's right. Now, yeah. if you guys are listening and you have any questions you'd like to review with us, give us a text at 84126. And uh, actually, we've got someone on the air, Steve. Steve, what can we do for you? you? Thanks for calling this morning. Yeah, uh, I've got some Japanese maple tree, and I was trimming some of the limbs. Mm-hmm. And after I did that, like the next day, I noticed where they already had the sap going up in them. With that cold weather last night would that freeze that sap or hurt the trees any well there's nothing to do about it now but you know there the trees are just like the actual sugar maples and things this is the time of year they actually tap the sap on on the trees uh you know for making uh maple syrup and that sort of thing it, it's not going to hurt yeah. the, it's not going to hurt the maple tree japanese maple that you cut uh, a little if you've okay. noticed a little bit of oozing coming out of that it, it'll harden off and this cold weather will slow it down and it, there just is a period of time and typically this is an okay, a fine time to trim your trees you know so okay yeah. okay i was just wondering about that yeah Great. i'm surprised you saw that okay. on a japanese maple that that they they usually don't have quite yeah. that much i just happened to see it i just happened to look up there and i noticed the black stuff 
you know how it, the bark got wet. Like, right. Well, it it does that a little bit, but it, it'll heal heal over yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for Thanks calling. For call. Thanks for listening to. Great call. Yeah. Any other listeners who'd like to get call and ask any questions about anything related to your plants, gardening, what to do in the winter, the end of this winter here for for your gardening, or any renovation questions you have, the number here is three one four nine three one five eight seven seven. There you go. Yes, and it is. Uh, you know, just I think I posted it yesterday. I think it's thirty three days till spring. Thirty two, maybe now something like that. But uh, it is it is a time to really start thinking about a lot of the the outdoor activities. Even though that we have a little snow on the ground right now, the snow's gonna be it's gonna be sixty next week. It's, it's amazing. Amazing. You need to think about the snow that's on the ground today. That's right. Yeah, and that snow. I don't know what what you got in your area, but it was snowing. We live out in Chesterfield, and it was snowing. We had probably two inches of snow before we had it. Any snow on Barrett Station Road where our business oh. is. Yeah, we're about uh, like you in Chesterfield. Yeah, and we had a, I would say we had every bit of four inches of snow because on top of a wrought iron table, and it takes a, a little bit to accumulate on that. You could see it just like a big pancake that was at least four inches sitting on top of a wrought iron and table. And that doesn't include any of the thaw or meltage that might have gone on in that event. So, yeah. But it's, it's a, it was a pretty one. It was a good one for the landscape. Kind of slowed things down, just like this gentleman was talking about. It slows some magnolias down a little bit and some of the trees, and which we needed that. So Yeah. You okay. know who's someone that's fantastic to talk about this with today? Who would that be? Marianne Fink. Well, hello, Marianne. <laughs> How are you this morning? Well, I am fine. If the sun is shining, you can almost bet that I am going to be in a great mood. It's it's actually beautiful out there today. It really is. is. Put your sunglasses on. I'll tell you, I had them on when I was driving to work this morning. It is bright, 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 bright. And the roads are great uh, for the most part, uh, you know, unless you have maybe a subdivision or sidewalks or patios you got to be careful on. But the, the main highways, are main good. highways mm-hmm. and roads are great, yeah. That's great to know. Well, yeah. let's talk a little bit in case you're one of those people that have to stay in. Maybe you've got ice or snow in your driveway and and you have that what is that like north facing driveway? Whatever those ones that don't melt. I don't want those. That'd be in north, yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah, north. so that's just miserable, but uh I thought maybe I had some fun talking to my daughter today. She's been doing some propagating. And I thought maybe we should talk a little bit about that because a lot of times people don't actually understand sometimes like how we get these plants and right. and how they end up with more plants for themselves. I'm sure, Anne-Marie, you know, all this is very familiar to you, but there are people out there, they just, you know, they just buy a plant and they don't actually give this a, a lot of thought. But, you know, big Big propagators, big businesses that are out there, they actually do it a lot different than what you and I could do. They do it with the stem cells. So they do it in a laboratory, and it's very micromanaged and very controlled environment so that you get a consistent plant. A lot of people don't know how important that is, and it's important in some ways to have a lot of variety in a type of species. And in other ways, when you're trying to plant it next to a building or something like that, it's kind of nice to know how big it's going to get and what it's going to do. So when they clone a plant, which is what they do when they take cells straight from one plant and start new plants, you actually get like the same darn plant. It's amazing. That's right. Um, and a lot of if those. If you grow from seed, it's a lot different because you have the parent influence in those genes. Right. So 
it's different. So if you're at home and you're wanting to play with propagating a little bit, which is something we probably have all done, we just didn't think of it as propagating. But anytime you take a plant and you divide it and make more than the plant that you started with, you're propagating. Right. So, but sometimes if you only have one plant and you really wish you had more of it, I have a pink geranium that I never, ever planned on it doing as well as it has done this winter. And it's easy enough to even do a lot of different kinds of of propagating. But I would tell people if you had a plant that you're particularly fond of before you start cutting on it or digging on its roots and doing things like that, do some research. Find out what each plant sort of like does its propagating best in different ways. There's a lot of plants like begonia. You can actually grow from a begonia leaf. Right. Um, you can do it from a stem, from a leaf, from a root. So there's a lot of different different ways to do it. So I would say this is kind of a fun time to kind of play with something like that. So I'll on the intentional gardening page, I'll post some information about propagation and and a couple of links for people that want to play with that a little bit. There so, you go. Yes, yeah, so so certain I, plants like the Thai constellation Monastera, it, it it all came from one plant, you know, and it was it was cloned off that one particular plant that was the mother to all of them, whatever way they did it. And it's amazing how that happens, and it does uh, create consistency. And that also is why a lot of those patented plants are expensive. Some Sometimes people find something that's a mistake in nature almost. It's a dwarf or, you know, that's that's how like a witch's broom on a on a, a an evergreen it turned out to be, the, you know, mugo pine or something like that. All the different that's right. varieties, yeah. you know, come up from nature's way or nature's mistakes or nature's... Uh, sense of humor or whatever you want to call it. And, well, uh, and that's why it's important to keep that diversity. So a lot of times when people want to grow the exact same thing, uh, I, 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 I'm kind of like split down the middle. The other half of me wants that diversity because it is from that diversity that we get some of these very unique plants. So I grow things from seed and I take things from cuttings. I kind of do it both ways and I can appreciate both sides of that. You know, um, the old school way we used to do it was air layering, too. Uh, you know, like a, you know, ficus fiddle leaf uh, fig or something like that. It's gotten too big. You can uh, scratch a little bit of the bark and put some uh, sphagnum moss and uh, uh, foil or uh, saran wrap or something around that area. Keep it moist, and uh, you'll start getting roots off from that cutting. And then you go ahead and cut that branch off, and you can, you know, grow a rubber tree or, you know, figure something like that fairly easily that way you know I'd... yeah there's a certain thrill to to actually seeing it it turn out successful i remember i think it was maybe buckeyes that i did for the first time where i did them from seed and i put them in my refrigerator i think with uh i can't remember exactly but i think it was a wet a wet napkin yeah. i think and you put it in the refrigerator <laughs> And uh, they split open and started growing. I actually grew one from seed, so uh, it, it was pretty darn long. That's another reason why things cost a lot. Is you know, it takes a long time to end up with a tree when you're starting out with? Oh, the it seed, sure does. You know, there's a lot it's, of it's a lot of time a, involved. Yeah, it's speaking not a of trees, process. you know, it's yes. the, the magnolias are just you know are something that you need to get uh, a good look at if you decide you want to get one. I would think in three weeks or so we're going to see a lot of those beautiful things blooming, you know. And I know, I know. I actually stopped by the shop the other day. You had just gotten in your stock and you were getting in some of your new deliveries. So I, I think there was crab apples and maybe cherries. Uh, I thought I saw Nissa. I wasn't sure, but I thought I saw Nissa. And 
Yeah. Uh, I saw some forsythias that were heavily budded and ready to bloom. Yeah, of course, so, the uh, Hella, Hella Boris, uh, Linton Rose are, are in good bloom right now. They're, they're looking perfect. And Yeah, yes. we did get in some wildflower, uh, black gum or nissa, which is a great mid-sized tree. And, and I think that one thing that people do miss out on is everybody wants to get a tree that's going to get big, you know, and they want something that's fast. And a lot of times these full-size growing trees are, are when you only live on a quarter-acre lot, uh, you got to think a little bit about what you're putting in. And something like the Nissus uh, wildflower or the black gum or tupelo, whatever you want to call it, it's got so many different names just to confuse people, is a great tree with great fall color and uh, has a medium kind of growing shape. And it's, it'd be a great alternative to something like a Bradford pear as far as ultimate size goes, you know, and yeah, the, houses are a lot closer together than I think you and I grew up with. So I think that is something to think about is just not having your trees overwhelm your house. Besides, right. you know, if something does happen, some of those trees that grow really fast are the same ones you're going to be taking off your roof at some point when they decide to break and fall or die. So right. you got to think of all those things when you're putting in trees. But let's jump to one that's actually just absolutely in my mind, spectacular already, but yes. I guess in everybody else's mind, they're going to wait. I want to talk about that black tulip magnolia. Yes. I was there petting your blossoms. Oh. I was actually there. <laughs> buds, uh, a lot buds, of people yeah. don't know this, but it's it's a big, it looks like a big fuzzy pussy willow kind of balloon. Right. It, it's just like, and it almost, I'm not kidding, it almost filled my hand. Just the, just the, bud. the bud. Just the bud. It hasn't even opened up yet. <clears throat> no. I do have kind of little hands, but these are tremendous size right. uh, blossoms. And so if you haven't seen the black tulip magnolia, you know, it's it's kind of funny they decided to name it that black tulip because, quite frankly, for years people always called magnolias tulip trees. And right. it, it gets so confusing when people use common names. But on, on this one in particular, I can I can certainly see it. And I think it's a, a beautiful one. I think I saw them last year for the first time was the black mag, the yeah, black tulip that's... one for me. I had not seen it personally, but the flower size is ridiculous amazing yeah that's one that yeah. uh, is introduced and cloned by monrovia it's a it's a great plant uh it and is that, and it was that, grown in new zealand did you know that right that's where they find a lot of their uh ar- yeah. ar- their new varieties out of new zealand uh one of the uh the ceo actually uh, used to go there and uh travel a lot and uh, pick out uh, a lot of the different uh, varieties that were available uh, or yeah, start them up but uh yeah that bloom is Probably the size of a paper plate, easily, a full-size yeah, paper well, plate or dinner plate. Uh, and there's something else you might not know about it, Dave. I don't know. Um, and I might need your nose just because I'm I'm not always timely with my visits there. But uh, everybody may not know this, but this is the daughter of Vulcan. And Vulcan was one of the more unusual saucer magnolias because it had fragrance. Yes, so there is a possibility, and that I'm just like standing on my tiptoes waiting to find out. They do have uh, a, whether a, a, a or not nice this smell one has to them. a fragrance. Yes, they do. They do have a nice it smell. It does. Yes. Oh my god! They're wonderful. Okay, you got to call me when they start blooming. I just got a I just got a text. It. We just got a text from someone who's always asked me about growing cinnamon. She goes, "So can I take my cinnamon stick?" Um, and and take a piece of cinnamon stick and stick it in sphagnum moss and I'll grow some cinnamon. Let me know. <laughs> Ooh, they like to cool they like to, they like to kid us about dead, that. You can't do it. That's you right. You can't do it with a dead plant. Yes. And basically, 
cinnamon is very, very dead. <laughs> yeah, and it's nothing, nothing that uh, we can grow in our climate. I know this person uh, texts every once in a while about it. they want to figure out how to grow that, but it's not yeah, going to work don't think, in our area. Yeah, if we don't have a. <clears throat> We don't have a greenhouse or the Climatron, you know. There's been days I've dreamed I wish I wanted the Climatron, and other days I'm grateful that I don't. Right. But, uh, but anyways, the magnolias are going to get ready to go pretty soon, and, and the little bulbs, the tiny ones, that's one thing else I wanted to tell everybody. is If you plant those little tiny ones, uh, the the purple hyacinths and the, the little bulbs that come up early, sometimes they classify them as what they crocus minor, minors, the crocus ones. The thing you have to keep in mind is they are little. So you need to plant them in a place that you might be able to tiptoe out in the snow and see them right. as opposed to plant them far out in your landscape and miss them. For years I had crocus and I missed them every year. Yep. They come and go. wasn't in a place I could, yeah. I could visit very easily. So, right. so the, I'll put these kind of things on our uh, intentional gardening page and uh i just wish everybody a happy early spring because it's around the corner don't let the snow get to you this is no big deal we'll We'll have sun tomorrow and the weather will be better again and it's coming that's for sure and and like i said there's magnolia trees we also have butterflies we have uh lewis yellows we have ants we have leonard messel we have a lot of different types yellow birds and those magnolias, one, are limited. Uh, the black tulip one from Monrovia, we we'll get we get prorated, allocated, whatever you want to call it, a certain number of those. And all the different grower nurseries, garden centers get a certain number. But they need to get in the ground soon so you can enjoy those big, giant blooms a month from now. So don't be afraid to come out to the nursery and uh, select your tree. We'll get it in the ground for you in the next week or so if you come out uh, this quickly. So not not a problem at all. So. But as usual, okay. Marianne, we appreciate you calling and look forward to your post on the intentional gardening, which will be reposted on my Facebook page and uh, uh, Marianne or uh, Anne Marie's and, and KTRS's <laughs> and Marianne's and everybody else's. So it should it should be very visible. But uh, have a good day and enjoy yourself and don't slip on the snow or ice out there. Yeah, take your time. I know. Be careful. You guys have a great day. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Folks, if you'd like to call us, you can give us a call at 314-931-5877 or Texas at 84126. I'm David. I'm Anne Marie. And we'll be right back after this message. Now, the Inside Out Show continues with Anne Marie Boges and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS. Well, welcome back to the Inside Out Show. This is Anne-Marie Boges here with David Sherwood on the Inside Out Show, KTRS, the Big 550. If you guys have any questions you'd like to review with us, don't hesitate to call in. We can answer your calls right here on air live. They're 314-931-5877 is the number to call in. And your text line is 84126. You can text us in as well. It looks like we actually have a caller for you, David. There we go. Hey, Tony, Tony, what can we do for you? Yes, I'm calling up. The wife and I planted these uh, red uh, burning bushes about oh, 15 years ago, sure. yeah. and they're they're pretty big, and they're getting out of hand. I just wondered, can a guy cut those down in like three foot? Will they come back? You can stub them back pretty good. I, you know, I would. How, how tall are they now? Fifteen feet? Oh no, not that tall. They're probably maybe. Nine foot, something yeah, like that. I would, I would cut them back to probably about, you know, your chest height or something like that. It would be no problem at all. You know, okay. And uh, then, we... then as they they grow uh, this this coming summer, 
you know, trim them during the, you know, midsummer or something like that or going into the fall. Just don't let them get back away from you like that. And you can keep the burning bush um, a little bit uh, smaller. And believe it or not, <clears throat> the burning bush that you have in your yard, the Euonymus elatus, is a dwarf burning bush, no doubt, because that's the only kind that, that was sold yeah. in the nursery business. So just, it's just a kind of a warning to everybody. Sometimes dwarf doesn't mean dwarf dwarf, you know, and... The regular burning bush, the common elatus, can really get tall. It can get 12, 15 feet tall or so. But uh, there are new varieties of burning bush that are, are grow a little bit more compact that are out in the market now. But uh, burning bush is something that you want to keep up with. And that kind of goes with any of your shrubbery. You know, as it you know grows, don't wait till it gets too big to, to do what you're having to do. Uh, in our neighborhood, the deers do a good job of pruning the burning bush. But, uh, okay. Go ahead okay, and give it a haircut. Sir. I did that okay. to, to my neighbors. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, my neighbors had some on the side of their house that were really big. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was on my tippy toes with a uh, gas-powered uh, hedge clipper <laughs> and on a ladder, I, and I, I slipped. Wish, I wish I got a video. And then I caught the pruner with <sighs> my hand, actually, right here. Oh no! What are you doing out there? By <laughs> well, I was running. Doing that. I don't know. That was uh, that was God. That had to be twenty six years ago when I was uh, <laughs> making l- bad choices. When I was making some bad choices uh, with the, with uh, various uh, various uh, activities that were going on that made you do silly things. But sure. uh, be careful with some of those. Um, yeah, tools I bet like you can't that. help yourself sometimes when you see people's shrubs or yeah, plant, people you know. I should say early like, you, back early in my early years, I used to you know be a lot more aggressive and helping people uh, trim their shrubs and things of that sort. But nowadays it's, now. nowadays it's hard enough just keeping up with our own. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Folks, if you got any calls for Anne-Marie about your kitchens or baths or any kind of uh, projects you want to do on renovations and things, uh, you can give us a call at 314-931-5877 or 84126. I just saw a text coming through here. Mm-hmm. And let's see here. I got a couple of them. So I feel like last week I had a lot of people calling and asking about offices. Maybe mm-hmm. it was because we talked about the command center in your oh, home. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, it's a place you really should pay attention to. Today's a great day, right? If you don't want to be outdoors because it's just too chilly or not safe well, to walk around, go go organize your personal command center. Well, a prime example office. for me today. You know, I decided I had to go to the show. Do I want to go into work? It's snowy. What what can I do By at work, the house? you mean at, at my business work, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sure, it's for us. And I end up going anyway, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just you that way. Help it, yeah. But I spent th- a couple hours in, you know, on my desk at at home uh, mm-hmm. last night and today, and that area. And it's nice to have, you know, have it have it organized big enough where that you've got areas for your wife's stuff and your business things and your personal things. You know, yeah. there's three usually three different categories. There's you know, business might be going on, or you know, home shopping or whatever, and then there's your wills and trusts and all the other stuff mm-hmm. that you or home well, project information, home right. project information for sure. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we got a couple texts here. What time again? What time is a good time of year to trim the burning bush? Is fine uh, right now. You can do it. Uh, I had another comment about the crocus. Don't step on them. Uh, and uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to your question about burning bushes. When you say right now is a good time, do you mean physically today when it's this cold, or do you mean the season you, you of can February, do it. March? You can do it right now. Doesn't yeah, matter. If you felt like going outside. It's, you know, they're frozen. They're a little bit difficult to do right now. I would. Today is not a great not, day not to trim Not a great day shrubs. to be trimming. I mean, because it would be just a little bit uncomfortable to pick up the clippings and things like that. But this time yeah. of year would be fine in doing it. 
Uh, and the guy was uh, kidding about the sentiment, of course. He <laughs> sent it to the person. They were uh, making a joke, which is, it was funny. I saw a, a post this morning. I thought it was actually from you, but it was from Fox 2. It was it was in Sunset Hills, a whole bunch of deer running around like crazy in the snow. And I pictured that that was your backyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, our... Did you see the thing they had on the virtual uh, dogs that are playing in the snow? Virtual dogs, yeah. No. The, the what is it called? The a whatever. The, they're now doing these uh, artificial intelligent, like a robot dog. No, oh. it's, it was just all fake. There was Labrador oh. retrievers with snow, and they looked real. They looked as <laughs> that, real as the thing I posted of our dog that's running so around. Weird uh, dogs playing in snow, looking at each other. There, I think there are brown labs or something. It was just on. I think. Fox two last night. It's hard for me because people just live in this virtual world and ah, already got a world. It's Go crazy. Play with your own dog outside. We got a texture who sells four by eight paneling. I have one wall behind our KC bed. What else can I use to cover old wallpaper that's been painted? That's a good question. Uh, four by eight paneling. I mean, Menards, Home Depot, Lowe's, all those big box stores for sure sell that type of paneling. If you just need to go get something quick, it kind of depends on what kind of paneling you're looking for. Are you thinking about doing sort of a shiplap look or or beadboard? One can give more of a cottage look, more country sort of feeling, and the other one could give. It depends on how you paint it. It could go farmhouse if you did like a shiplap type of paneling, or if you did. Um, you could even install it horizontal or vertical and change the the feel of how that paneling looks in general. That's a simple solution to cover wallpaper if you do not want to remove it. Um, I think guess the question would be: Are you planning on doing it for a quick, just a quick turnaround? What the sh- you know what the room looks like? Um, possible question too is. If it's been painted before, can you tell that it's wallpaper? I'm guessing is that what you're asking because you can see seams that are in there. Is it peeling out? So, um, but paneling is a great simple solution for that. You don't even have to buy four by eight paneling. You could do, let's say, you like the idea of that shiplap concept, whether it's vertical or horizontal. You could install it in different ways. You could even install it uh, on like a chevron pattern. Like find the center point of your wall and create it so you've got a center mark and they go diagonally vertical or diagonally down. You know, middle is in facing the ceiling and aim down towards the left and the right hand side but you could go buy pieces of lap siding or they call it car siding but it looks like shiplap and it's got tongue and groove so you could install them you know row by row which is another really cute look so hopefully that helps that sounds nice we've got another comment here the best time to trim your burning bush is any time after 1 p.m <laughs> okay that's that's a, like I said, the best time to plant a tree would have been 20 years ago. The second best time is today. And don't yeah. just stand there. Do something. And uh, don't put it off. You know, if you, if you can. After 1 o'clock, it may be warm enough that you're able to do that. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Uh, I am David. I'm Anne-Marie. And this is the Inside Out. So we'll be right back after this message. Now. The Inside Out Show continues with Anne-Marie Boches and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to the Inside Out Show. Man, that coffee station sounds like a good idea, Anne-Marie. Yeah, see, all over break we were just talking about, well, we were... <laughs> talking about things. a lot of stuff. <laughs> but it brought up coffee. Hopefully it wasn't on the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, just talking about coffee. And just, I, I do this a lot for clients. If you have room and I can figure out how to make you guys room for this in your home. But who all drinks coffee? Majority of people do. And who drinks it in the morning? 
majority of people. Right. You're grabbing a coffee and getting ready to do whatever or just relaxing over the weekend. Right. And how nice would it be to make a coffee station right in your bedroom and mm-hmm. or bathroom area, like just in that master suite space? Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to do. We just, I mean, A, you could just create a little cute cabinet or a table and put a coffee maker there with whatever your coffee things that you need are, you know, whether that's just, if you're a black coffee drinker, it makes it a much easier situation, but if you like creamer like I do, (laughs) or some people like those, I think they're called super coffees where you put butter in them. Yeah. I don't know if you've tried one of those before. A bullet, that's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah, Or a Keurig, yeah. But create a coffee station. So we'll do maybe in a a four foot space, put a little mini fridge, an under counter refrigerator, or there's a refrigerator freezer uh, concept you can do. You can keep some ice cream in there. (laughs) But you can put a cabinet on the one side and that that appliance on the other side with a countertop on it. Then put a coffee pot above it, whether that's a Keurig or a built in coffee maker or. You know, how how high intensity of your coffee needs do you have? Right. But then a cabinet above that or floating shelves above that for your cups and mugs and or you know, how much coffee do you need? And, <laughs> a big Stanley. And I like the little idea of the little mini fridge, too, for Yeah, for the you can put cream. bottles of water. Oh, ice cream for you. Ice cream. Put bottles of water or just, you know, just how easy it is to just go grab something really quickly. Or I've got some younger couples that like this in their master suite area because maybe they have a newborn or little kids that are running around with them getting ready in the morning and they keep some of those things right there in that space. Right. It just it just makes the morning routine a little quicker, there you go. which is a good thing. Simpler. Folks, if you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 314-931-5877 or text us 84126. It's landscaping time, and it's time to be thinking about uh, new kitchens and baths. Get on the schedule and get get your designers to come out and take a look at you either way. You know, we've got two designers for our landscape department, Jim Van Wackenberg and Bill Minford. And we've got good retail people on our lot that can help you walk around. We had a text... uh, from a gentleman who was wanting to know what tree would be the orangest, reddish type tree. And I I talked to him earlier this morning, you know, recommending sugar maples or red maples, depending on the the, uh, type of area you want to put them in, uh, how big a tree you want. And there's a lot of different varieties of, for instance, the sugar maple, which is the Acer saccharum, that uh, some uh, grow a little more compact, some grow columnar, some are full-size sugars, like you see driving along Highway 44, Though that's the one that's usually an orange, yellow, orange to red <clears throat> that bloom that uh, colors up nicely in the fall. And the same thing with Acer rubums. Uh, there's a lot of different varieties of those, and we have all that listed on our website, Sherwoods-Forest.com, which is uh, easy to navigate through. We have our more or less our current inventory. I just uploaded uh, uh, today uh, what we've gotten in recently and what we are going to be getting in next week, and it's a great time to pick out those trees, but. Again, as Mary and I, Marianne and I were talking about earlier, that uh, you got to make sure you're aware of the ultimate size of the trees. And a lot of people want something big now to screen, to do something, to fill a corner, to screen somebody, a neighbor, or whatever. And I've even made the same mistake myself. You know, planting like a regular Colorado blue spruce or a Norway spruce up close to the house because I wanted it, that effect now. But I never realized I'd be in the house for 20 years plus, and all of a sudden I take that tree down because it's too big. And I need to go for more of a dwarf variety. And and I think the same thing goes uh, with Anne-Marie and selection of things. You know, how long mm-hmm. are you going to be in the house? You know, how much money you want to uh, dump into this? You know, and if it's something that you're 
you know, really like that maybe somebody else may not like. You may not get the, the resale of the, the, the value, a color of paint, a color of tile, or something mm-hmm. silly you might want to be doing that, you know, you know putting something that uh, may not be... Trendy. Yeah, it, maybe trendy for word. you. Right. You know, uh, are you going to be in a house forever? Then it's okay. You know, if okay. you're going to try to resell the house, don't spend $30,000 on, uh, you know, a, a backsplash that only you like that's purple and <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, got your right. college colors or something like that on there, <laughs> right. you know, or some logos or something. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great question too because when I ask people how long you're going to live in the house, most people say, "Oh, I mean, not most people. People that think for sure there will be moving in their future, they usually say, oh, about five years." When I hear that, typically that means ten. Right. And anyone that's listening could probably relate to, yeah, it does mean that because and when you're saying ten years, then that's a different looking scenario. Right. If you're telling me 10 years, a typical kitchen design trend, if you did want to do something that's a little extra trendy right now, in about 10 years, it will still live in Missouri as a trend. Right. It takes a little while for Missouri to move past that. Does anyone remember when tan was the big color? Tans and browns were the big right. color. Then became whites and grays. Or that funny color green that used to be in the kitchens everywhere. Well, right. I mean, or you schools. look back and you say it within 10 years, so the 70s, right? Or So don't worry about something. If you know you're going to live there for at least 10 years, just we will make it gorgeous. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's easy solution. Yeah, and I, I think it's, you know, certain things that, you know, high-end appliances and things like that. Again, if you mm-hmm. happen to like a, a certain kind of an appliance and it's super expensive, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the next guy that moves into your house likes microwaves and uh, does a lot. Right. You know, so, you know. Yeah, if you're really doing a, a renovation because you're going to sell the house, make sure you're talking to a realtor first and, and understand what is a needed thing in your area. I, we had a realtor on here not that long ago. We should have her again right. you know, to talk about this. But understanding really what is what is a need for the new home buyer that is going to make your house sell fast and sell for a little bit more money than what you're thinking it would sell for? That's what you need to do. But if you're going to live there for a long time, then you talk to me. Talk to a designer. We can help understand exactly what your family's needs are. And I think a lot of times people don't really even realize, like, you might have bought this house 15 years ago and said since day one, I want to do this kitchen. I need a new kitchen. Right. And now you're 15 years later. What's changed in your life? Did you have small children and now they're in high school? Or were, did you have high school kids then and now they're grown and gone and it's, you know, just you and your yourself and, or your husband? And everything has changed wife? now. They're, instead of electric yeah. or gas, there's induction. Everything's and, different. You know, all, all the different things that your options that you do have. You mm-hmm. know, it's you, pretty you, fun. Yeah. You can have a, instead of a microwave, you can have a microwave and a combination, whatever else they do. I, I know that the, Hood microwave drawer. That's the big thing now. Yeah, I love microwave a microwave drawer. drawer. Yeah. They, we put those in the island a lot. And the microwave drawer is actually the, out of all the appliances and how long they last and how, how many problems are out there with appliances in general, right? Like right. you always get something that has a bad apple and call it in. The sharp microwave drawer has the best longevity of all the appliances. So don't be afraid to get a microwave drawer. What's the capacity of that? How big is it? The uh, size of a drawer? uh, Yeah, I mean, it's 24 inches wide. The Uh, inside of it's about 20, probably. uh, But if you go to a regular microwave that's an on-shelf microwave, they're usually about 20 to 22 inches wide. So the inside capacity is about the same. Um, I want to say it's about 7 or 8 inches tall. It's not super tall. You can't put a turkey in there or something, a big, tall thing like that. We would not be cooking that in the microwave anyway. Or a big, big, big steamer pot or something like that. Right. But typically, you could put in microwavable things. Yeah, and, you can you put know. your coffee mug and warm it up. Normal things you'd put in the microwave, you can put in there. But if you, you're used to a huge old dinosaur version of a well, microwave. That's true. There's a lot of empty space. I've never seen anything 
right. top foot. You know? yeah. <laughs> Did you guys all know, too, that the turntable in a microwave is pretend? I promise. Most people put things in the microwave, first of all, and they stick it in the center of that turntable. Uh-huh. And so it's not rotating all the way around the whole entire thing. And it actually came from, now I don't have who said it first, but there was, um, it's not Sharp. Sharp came up with the turntable to try to win sales over the other manufacturer uh-huh. that was out there. That there was, you know, what's the difference between a microwave versus a microwave? Well, they decided to put a turntable in and now it's like, oh, well, my food's going to heat evenly. It's not. There's actually a magnetic piece in there that heats everything evenly. It goes by how much sugar content is in your food. Pay attention if you put a marshmallow in versus a piece of meat. Uh-huh. What's going to heat faster? I'll be darned. Marshmallow. But it does not matter where it's at. So you can take your turntable out and put it flat in the middle. I promise it'll cook the exact same and not well. Like microwaves don't cook your food evenly regardless. It's always about what sugar content is inside of it. So. How about that? Interesting. Learn Just fun something. fact to know and tell at your Learn next party. something new every day. <laughs> we need right. another break? Oh, we do. Yeah. Actually, shoot. The, the hour is flying by. It really is. This is the Inside Out Show. I'm David. I'm Anne-Marie. And we'll be right back after this message. Now, the Inside Out Show continues with Anne-Marie Boches and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to the Inside Out Show. This is Amory Bogus here with David Sherwood, and we are here for another hour. We're here for a couple more minutes this hour, and then we're here for a whole other hour after this on the Inside Out Show with Big 550 KTRS. If you guys have any questions you'd like to ask us on air, give us a call. The number here is 314-931-5877, or you can text us in at 84126, and you can ask us anything about home renovation or uh, home remodeling projects you're working on on your own or if you need help with anything at our company we are happy to help you with anything obviously head to toe floor to ceiling the whole house sure and our company is Anne marie design studio i do love our website i don't tell that enough on this show but our website is Anne with an e marie studio.com so it's Anne marie studio.com and on the website we do have this fantastic budget calculator it really helps you to understand how much your project could cost The idea of the budget calculator is it kind of shows you tear out your kitchen just as is, put it back in. That's how much your project should cost. Unfortunately, no one wants it exactly where it was before. But that's a really hard thing to to guesstimate over a a couple of clicks on a website. That's right. It does help. Bathrooms and kitchens, it tells you that information. It's a good good indicator, just kind of a square footage of your house and the age of your house and get kind of an idea of what you're talking about. what location you're in. And what location you're in for sure as well. But uh, And you can figure out if that uh, is something that uh, you can uh, afford to do Mm -hmm. or you downsize and you do... One room at a time. Yeah, or just a, a couple small things. You can do a, a refresh of a room easily. Just a can of paint sure does a lot <laughs> when you're not prepared for, you know, taking on a big, big, big change, but you really want it to look different. A can of paint and a, a little bit of new jewelry, light fixtures, a cabinet hardware. Kind of like a little lipstick it is. or makeup or something lipstick like that. Lipstick and jewelry changes your look, doesn't it? It sure does. Mm-hmm. I got mine on today. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> I put my bronzer on, you know, oh. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Folks, if you'd like to give us a call, 314-931-5877 or Texas 84126. We will have trivia in the next hour, and we'll be giving away two tickets to the National Museum of Transportation on Barrett Station Road. 
and uh, we'd be happy to uh, send those out to you if you know the trivia question mm-hmm. answer. And then again, that'll be on the next hour. Yep, next hour I'll also be talking about tips to make your small, tiny bathroom look much bigger. That's right. We'll also talk about uh, different things about landscape layering and uh, planting things uh, with the idea of giving yourself area to put in annuals and perennials and things like that. And basically the structure and bones that you would do for various uh, planting that you do in in, in the uh, landscape gardens, you know, certain certain steps we like to take, and I think a lot of times, many of us, you know, are in, in a hurry to do something and do do a little little odds and ends that aren't really properly done. And a lot of times, if you invest in some of the bigger bigger bones, some of the bigger things, that, and get those going and growing, that that your landscape can be built around. You know, for instance. Uh, a nice shade tree in the front and or in the back and and get your investment in on that so you'll be able to enjoy that and, and if you're on a certain budget you can come back later and do some of the fine tuning and the flowers and things underneath and and a lot of times that's a, a, a good way to doing it anyway it's, you know doing it in stages so we can, we'll talk a little bit about yeah, that I think some people too that especially if they're not really that uh, comfortable in the garden planting, doing things, you might not even realize the plants you do have that you could move and rearrange. So it doesn't mean you have to rip everything out and start brand new. You might be able to reuse some of the pieces you have. So there you go. No. Yeah. That sure sure is. And uh, again, it's uh, I was looking at the seed calendar right now and it's February, mid-February we're at right now. It's time you could be starting to put your bok choy seeds inside. Your eggplants could be started inside. Any of your lettuce and uh, mustard and uh, cold crop type things, uh, parsley, those plants could be seeded now inside. Uh, and you could start growing those plants because by the time they're ready to go, you could put those outside. So. What's the website you're looking at right now so people can know to go uh, on it and read it? It's uh, Seed St. Louis, uh, and it's STL uh, St. Louis, uh, STL, I'm sorry, seedstl.org is uh, the uh, website that would have the uh, uh, planting calendar. And we also have those at Sherwood's Forest free to pick up. And most of the uh, local garden centers have them to pick up. But I'm sure it's posted on that uh, website as well. So, it's, And also, if you go to their website, you'll see all the events that are going on this time of year. And they're, they're starting to have a lot of seminars and, and different uh, things that teach people how to do community gardens and whatnot. We talked to Matt last week, I think it was, on the show. And, we have sent me some notes on some uh, things we'll talk about uh, maybe next week on the show too. So yeah, all sorts of stuff. They going love volunteers on. too. Oh, we we all love volunteers. We all do. <laughs> Wish my employees would volunteer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't love a volunteer that wants interns. to come on a job site. We need some interns. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know how to use a tool, I might not want to volunteer. I had an intern. <laughs> they used to have intern uh, 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 ships where you had somebody from another country come. Oh, which was kind of cool. We had someone uh, years ago from. Uh, I don't know, it was another country that didn't speak our language too well, but, she, you know, Holland or someplace. But, Interesting. You know, yeah. and uh, Just interested in horticulture. Yeah, and... they they worked in the greenhouse for, you know, four, four weeks or so, and they and they live with somebody. You know, they have an exchange program that students in college nowadays have, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. So you can go live with another family in another country and, uh, you know, train and, you know, study in your field. And I'm sure that happens in all fields. Medicine yeah, and, we do in, uh, and interning interns and, as well. I went to Maryville University, so we tend to get a few from Maryville. I can't do more than one at a time, really, just because of capacity. But, yeah, we do interns as well for interior design students or uh, anyone in the design field that wants to get a little little more involved with what we do. There um, there's another text here. When would a when would be a good time to start my sunflower seeds inside? Sunflowers is a little bit later uh, type crop, and 
you you would want that to be probably wait till I would say March to April before you started sunflowers because that's a warm weather plant and you could actually sunflowers I would almost just go ahead and see directly in the ground when when the ground warms up somewhere around April because they grow so fast and so mm-hmm. easy I, I would they need uh, sun and they need sun. And they get big. Mm-hmm. So I, I would probably just seed those directly. But if you wanted to start them early, I would do that uh, closer to April or so because they won't take a, a frost if you uh, bring, them, bring them outside too and soon. if you and, don't want bees right by the house, don't plant them right by the house. Right. Because <laughs> they will get bees. That's a cool plant. And uh, the birds sure, sure like them depending on what you want to do with them. And uh, it's a great plant to have. Yeah. And this is the Inside Out Show. I'm David. I'm Anne Marie. And we'll be right back with you in the next few minutes. Now, live from somewhere where the birds and the bees and remodeled kitchens and baths live together in harmony, this is the Inside Out Show with Anne-Marie Boges and David Sherwood, brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to the Inside Out Show, the second hour. And uh, If you'd like to give us a call, you can give us a call at 314-931-5877. Or Texas at eight four one two six, and Anne Marie is here from Anne Marie Design Studio. Give you any kind of uh, answers, anything you need to know about your uh, renovations of your interior of your house, and a lot of your outside stuff too. You do outdoor kitchens and mm-hmm. uh, swimming pool design assistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody wants to put in a pool, you're going to give them a little bit of a. a I'll give them my opinion on opinion. colors to make opinions use, and colors. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of times when they do put in a pool, there's a lot of accessories and. Outdoor kitchens and things like that, or yeah, pool house and, and sunrooms and things that mm-hmm. come open up and different changes you make to the interior of a house when you put a pool in. Yeah, we used to talk about that like during the summer, especially. But the idea of if you're going to put a pool in, maybe pay attention to what that you know the access to the pool is like. Is there a bathroom nearby? How are the kids getting in? Are they running in? What floor are they going to be stepping on right when they walk into the house? Right. So thinking about that ahead of time is really important. Not just the idea of let's do a pool. There you so go. I'm doing a pool house for another client right now, and we're we're creating a space so they don't have to run into the house. So we're creating a kitchen area and a bathroom and a changing area and a separate pool house storage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yep. cool. Yeah. Storage for all the things. There's lots of things. Yeah, we've so. got a client. I uh, can't mention his name, but his pool house is. Phenomenal. Yeah. It should be. I, I think mean, it's it like a $10 million pool. Uh, it doesn't have to be that. But. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's something. So, yeah. That's but, fun, though. Uh, yeah. A lot of people, uh, you know, enjoy their backyards and uh, enjoy their entire uh, lifestyle at home now a lot more. And mm-hmm. uh, listening to the news, people are going to restaurants still. But a lot of people like, uh, you know, having uh, food brought into the house and yeah, uh, entertaining we- at home and. And all that comforts that are there and nothing better than to have a, a good indoor space and or outdoor space uh, that you can accommodate uh, large groups or small groups if you care to. So Yeah, it's interesting. Honestly, with DoorDash and all those convenient ways to bring a restaurant meal food in your house, right. people are having more dinners at home instead of going out to dinner because they can get the same kind of food brought in. They can stay there. They can... Enjoy being in the safe net of their, you know, home environment, maybe not drinking and driving, which is nice. Right. <laughs> All those things are something to think about. And when you're going to have a lot of parties in your house or more parties than you're used to, you definitely should think about what your entrance looks like for your house, whether that's talking about me and uh, your foyer, your front door, your light fixtures on the outside of the house, or what it looks like on the pathway to the front door, like sure. landscaping, landscaping. And lighting, all that kind of good stuff. So. And all the layering, I think, in general. 
Right. For we talked about that uh, too because you know a lot of times people don't realize how big their beds are going to end up being though. They'll have a typical house that uh, let's say a ranch style house and they'll put up you know some kind of a, a hedge in there, boxwoods, whatever it may be. And that maybe is a four foot bed, but they don't realize those whatever that shrub is is going to grow up to that four foot bed. It's going to grow up over the edging you possibly put in. Uh, your sprinklers may or may not be in the right place. They may need to be adjusted and moved uh, as your plants grow for sure. And then if you decide you want to add anything to that, uh, as far as layering, uh, putting in perennials or annuals and things, you need to have that uh, room to do that. So, you know, an overall, you know, having a, a landscape started and having a, a large space in front that leaves you some uh, area available to put in the seasonal color, whether it be mums or pansies or uh, perennials like the hellebore and things, uh, it's kind of nice. And it also gives you a little bit of room for your shrubbery to grow and things. So. Uh, it it takes a, a lot of th- a forethought uh, to do that, and uh, people need to uh, kind of give us your what you're to- totally looking for. If you're looking for something that basically what I call the bones to the landscape, I'd have a good you know some evergreens and things that you know give your house some sort of structure to it uh, in the winter time. But you want color, you know, you want color all year long. You can't really have that with one plant. Uh, mm-hmm. Color all year long means you are going to uh, have pr- some perennials that bloom early. You're going to have some fall color with some uh, your trees and shrubs that give you fall color. Then you're going to add in annuals, and those annuals might be uh, pansies early in the, this time of year. In another couple of weeks, you'll start seeing those primrose, and then of course the typical annuals that everybody likes zinnias like to plant and that, that sort of thing. And bulbs, summer uh, the spring bulbs that you should have planted this fall <clears throat> would include. Hyacinths and tulips and things, allium, things of that sort. Those are fall bulbs. There's also summer bulbs that uh, you plant later in, uh, in the season when the ground is dry. That would include uh, gladiolas and elephant ears and different things of that sort uh, that uh, the, the uh, surprise lilies and certain other types of bulbs, uh, stargazer lilies and all those things, they get planted in, in the summertime and are sold in the garden centers uh, more in the April range. So, there's a lot of uh, colors that you can put have on the palette, but you need to have the room to do it, and you want to kind of try to plan plan your size of your gardens and your irrigation and everything, and give your give everything room to grow is mm-hmm. the, the bottom line. And in many cases, uh, we all do this. Um, we we change our landscape, and we don't call our irrigation contractor to change that. Mm. So, you know, if you've added a tree to your, particularly if you add an evergreen to your yard. You don't want those sprinklers to be throwing water up on those evergreens, and uh, they'll cause them to burn and maybe uh, get a little bit of a fungus on the needles if if the the uh, sprinkler heads are the wrong type or in a wrong placement. So you kind of kind of do some adjusting on that, and um, you know, make sure you've got everybody involved. Uh, your from your irrigation contractor to your lawn people, and everybody knows what's going on because you get somebody coming out. This time of year and uh, renovating your mulch and your beds and things, and they don't really know what they're pulling out, mm. you could be losing a lot of things. Well, it so. goes back to putting the map together of what you have in your yard. It's a really simple way to 
to keep track of it from year to year because I guarantee most people forget what they had last summer. That's right, and, or, or where it was. Exactly. Right, exactly. You know. uh, we've got a caller. Susie, are you on the line? Hello, yes, good Susie. Morning. I can't think of anything better on a day like today but to think about but Anyway, <laughs> I want to grow some loofah, and last year I got some seeds at Rolling um, Ridge. Rolling, and, Rolling Ridge, yeah. Yeah, and I only had one of them that came up. Yeah. And I would like to know how you would feel about me planting at what time of the year, and should I start it inside? Well, it, it's a type of a basically like a squash, and those are, are very temperamental as far as cold weather mm-hmm. and, and fungus and rotting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be planted uh, as a seed to just in the you know May neck of the woods, uh, you know, without any kind of problems like that. If you started it inside, I would probably wait till April. You know, April. Yeah. Started inside in that regular, you know, of stuff that you tell me about the potting soil and right. then the uh, ice. What is it? Ice something? You... A biotone. Uh, biotone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But basically, if you want to, if you're going to put the seeds in the ground, you could put the seeds in in May, and it would be a good time. And if you're growing <clears throat> that loop is like a gourd. Oh yes. And, and it blossoms. Do you and, have anything yeah. to hang it on, or how are you oh, growing? Oh yes, my it? fence. Okay, so you're kind of. I've done so, it before, but I haven't been able to get. I, I don't know what's happening. I last year it, but it never. It I didn't get it in in time. It wasn't maturing fast yeah. enough or something. Well, you could start it inside and 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 then get it in April. Wait till well, yeah in April. Wait till you got uh, past the frost date. And, oh yes, I know all about that part. I just would like to get some plants that are growing. Do you see any it, squash bugs or anything that were bothering the leaves? Were the, were the leaves no. full and everything? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and I will try. I'd like to try it again because I think it's great fun and for younger people to show them that they don't have any. And yeah. I actually use it. Yeah. Oh, I use loofah. I have loofah downstairs in my bath, every place. Nice. Wonderful. I no. love that. Well, I do too. But circle. let me ask you this too. Um, Dave, I mean, um, about the seeds, do I soak those? Do I, I cut them with a knife on the edge? I can't. I I think the seed itself should be ready to go when you when you buy it. Then I would just double check and see if they've had any conditioning. But typically, that that does not be, need to be scored or anything like that. Okay, because they were black and hard, and I I used to give them out at Christmas time with a, a loofah, and they could cut it themselves, and it's it's just fun. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. you could you could germinate the seeds, you know, uh, with a paper towel or something like that before you plant them. Make sure you know which ones are good, and, you know, and, uh, and before you put them in oh, the soil. Put a, wait, 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 wait. Just let's back up. I do that with tomatoes, where yeah. I take a tomato seed and put it on a uh, paper towel, and then I just take the whole paper towel and then put it in the in the pot. Right. Yeah. Is that, that would, what you're kind of saying? Yeah. That that's maybe a good way to get it started for sure. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot Good for luck. calling, as always, Susie. Thank you very much. Folks, if you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 314-931-5877 or Texas 84126. We'd be happy to answer you any questions about your greenery or your kitchenery. <laughs> kitchenery. <laughs> and the plants you can put inside your kitchen. I mean, that's always a lot of, a lot of clients like to keep living plants inside their home. I love that. Right. Anything you're doing green makes it feel more alive. Well, literally. you know, typically in the kitchen too, you you know, things like parsley and chives and things are, are easy herbs to grow inside because you consume them. Mm-hmm. You buy that plant and uh, you can uh, put it on your windowsill or if you happen to have a, you know, that type of a situation or bright light in your kitchen, uh, you know, you can consume them as they grow and then figure you'll probably throw it away after 
you know, if in the case of basil or parsley or something like that, after you've uh, used it up. But uh, some of the uh, herbs like oregano and uh, some of the mints and things, uh, you can plant those outside and they'll come back every year. And some of them are, are quite uh, vigorous growers, particularly mint. you got to be kind of careful with that one. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll grow like a weed. And the chocolate mint uh, is one that apparently keeps deer away. You know, chocolate it's, mint. Yeah, it's kind of weird that, that you know some of these herbs and things that you that you think uh, you know the deers and, and different animals would like they don't like. You know, I, I think some things that have strong odors typically. I've heard that lavender uh, is is another plant that uh, the deers don't like so much, and that kind of goes with the malorganite, the fertilizer that is made out of waste products that uh, you can put on your lawn and gardens and things, and that that helps uh, keep that situation. I still wish I could find the right plant that my dogs do not want to dig up or well, play that with. too. Yeah. Pee on. <laughs> yeah, you got all boy ruin, dogs. They yeah. ruin everything. Yeah, it's yeah. exhausting. Well, we've tried many things to try to get them to deter. We've got a beautiful landscaped yard, but yeah. these dogs like to destroy. Well, you got to get things one side of the high, plant. high branches. <laughs> Something yeah. like it's you, too boy dogs too. So Topiarium. one will go. <laughs> oh, yeah, limb them up a little bit, and you know, but. Uh, you can sometimes, I know we've got an area that our dog likes to go into, and we just put a little small little wrought iron fence along the edge of it, you know, just kind of like an edging just to kind of keep the, the dogs from going in there and going to places. Not, yeah. not necessarily going to the bathroom, but just digging in the mulch and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, one of our, we have a great Dane, and he, if my husband plants a new plant, he will go pull it out, right. proud as ever to be like, I and found then, it. And I then bury it. it someplace else. <laughs> Just drop it in the middle of the yard. Yeah. It's yeah. a fun time. It is fun. I did hear that if you feed your dogs black olives, I don't know if listeners are, have any input on this, but if you feed your dogs black olives, it makes it less acidic. That'd be darn. I don't know if as that's true. As far as the burning on, on Yes, on, to on burn grass and plants and things huh. like that. We're feeding our dog a lot of string beans lately. Mm, interesting. Yeah. We're but, just doing dog food. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Pretty normal. It's a great Dane. Eat wants to eat everything. If anybody's so. got any tips on uh, uh, dogs and uh, you know how to keep them from uh, spraying or doing whatever they do mm. on uh, plants, you can give us a call at three one four nine three one five eight seven or Texas at eight four one two six. Be happy to uh, listen to anybody's stories about that uh, and deer repellents and ways to keep the deers out. Deers are going to start mating. They're starting to hang out a lot more. You see them right now. Then. Again, they'll start getting into deer season, and we'll, we'll probably have a whole another crop of deers in, in our neighborhood. But they seem to be never ending. They're never ending never in, wild, ending, in sure. Wildwood and Chesterfield. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's. They, I know they had a big hunt again at the uh, uh, forest uh, across the, the street from us at by Sherwood's Forest at the uh, Phantom Forest. They had a, a hunt again. Uh, this, oh. This. Uh, uh, I guess it was this fall. They had two in a row where <laughs> they've. Uh, at an organized from the, the Department of Conservation, and I wish they'd have more of those in various areas. That, you know, you know, because a lot of these uh, deer, singular. I'm not saying deers. Mm-hmm. You did. There's that. too many of them that uh, you know they get hit by cars. I know. And things I love them. They're so beautiful. They're beautiful, but well, there's so many. We have a lot of them safe. at work, and they don't seem to bother a lot of plants. And that's what people ask was, do the deer? You know, somebody asked me, is the magnolia deer resistant? And it's like. You know, I typically will never say anything is deer resistant because who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. but in general, uh, the deers never bother any certain plants, you know, like magnolias. I don't know why. They don't bother saucer magnolias, jay magnolias. They like sweet bay magnolias. Hmm. That particular one, they tend to mess around with a little bit, rub on occasionally. 
they don't destroy them. And uh, typically a deer will not destroy a plant. Uh, it, it might rub it, and you just need to get out there and uh, prune that broken limb off. And uh, we had certain plants in our neighborhood that uh, I saw them eating some viburnum. And once that plant gets big enough, uh, it gets out of the range where they like chewing on it because it's up too high. And typically your your plants will survive with the deer or whatever is around. So, you know, do what you can, but yeah. uh, put noisemakers, you know, any kind of a deer netting and things of that sort that helps a little bit. So uh, I am David. I'm Anne Marie. And we will be right back after this quick message. Now the Inside Out Show continues, starring Anne Marie Boches and David Sherwood on the Big 550 KTRS. Dear, 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 dear. <laughs> Welcome back to the Inside Out Show. This is Anne Marie Boches here with David Sherwood as we discuss lots of deer. Yeah, I, I just got a text here. Somebody said they had deer swimming in their lake at the end of fall. Very strange to see that. It is kind of different to see I that. I don't think I would have thought deer could swim. I guess they can. Every animal probably could, but yeah. Yeah. Huh. Never pictured it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder how deep the lake is. I know. And I uh, love the show. Very informative. Thank you for that. I got a text and they're mentioning that uh, daffodils are 100% deer resistant, which I can oh. I can uh, attest to that because when we first moved into our house, I planted them on the woods line. I had We had a ton of extra ones. I mean, I planted hundreds of them along the woods line right where the deer come. And some of them on the side of our yard. And they, one, come up every year amazingly with zero maintenance. And uh, the deers uh, don't bother them at all. But those are a fall bulb, isn't that correct? It's a fall planter, and it blooms in the uh, spring, summer. You know, so I can't have them this spring. Uh, you might find them someplace. You know, If you found some laying around, you might be able to get those to grow. But uh, there are people that still have bulbs available and daffodils are one that are narcissus or whatever are one that you could uh, very easily plant. Okay. And another another thing we kind of were talking about was pruning uh, anything that is a spring bloomer <clears throat> like rhododendrons or azaleas, uh, things of that sort. You do not want to uh, prune those right now uh, because those all have their buds set at this point in time, red buds and different flowering trees and things. You can see the bud set, and that's like Marianne was talking about on the tulips. You see that fuzzy bud set or maybe on a, a Rose's Sharon or something. It's it's past the point where you can uh, prune that unless you want to. If you have to prune it for some reason because it's in the way of something, you're going to just lose your flowers. So got to be aware of that. So that's another Good little tip. Know. So yeah. we've got a trivia question, We huh? do. We've got trivia. So if you're ready for trivia, uh, the trivia, by the way, when you hear the question, if you'd like to call in your answer, the number here is 314-931-5877. And we are giving away two tickets to the Museum of Transportation right there on Barrett Station Road. Correct. Near Sherwood's Forest. And the question is, what state has the oldest living tree? Hmm, what state has the oldest, not the biggest, not the biggest. but the oldest living oldest. tree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. In my head, I think I knew the answer right away, and it was right. So, Well, you're a pretty smart person. You know, you <laughs> Thank know, you. You know Thank a lot you. about trees. And if you know the answer to that question, you can, you can call us at 314-931-5877, and we would be happy to send you the two tickets to the National Museum of Transportation, which is located on Barrett Station Road, just a mm-hmm. half a mile in, South of uh, Sherwood's Forest. So. Or feel free to text in your answer, too, 84126. If Love you, to hear what you think and If you've got any is. other uh, things you want to talk about, uh, any questions or comments, you can feel, feel, be happy to get your text and 
just what's going on today, how much snow you got, what area, what part of town you're in. That's, that's you right. Know, what's it doing right now? I, I, I think I think the snow is actually, when I came in today, this this my wife asked me, is there ice, was there ice this morning? And when I walked the dog, not so much. It was mm-hmm. just frozen, crunchy snow. But right now you're going you're gonna to see this snow and uh, melting from the sun and from the salt and whatnot. What does that mean for tonight, Well, though? that means you're going to see some ice. Yeah. yeah. So there's going to be some ice again. when, when it's the water that's come down your gutters and whatever rolling off your roof. So you've got to be a little bit careful. So yeah. Looks like we've got some calls already. So first call here, Al. Are you there? Hello, Al. Yeah, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Do you know the question to uh, what state has the oldest living tree? I do believe it is California. Fine. Yes, man. First try here. Fantastic answer. Have you seen the oldest living tree? I've never seen it. We, it's our goal, though, is to get over there and check it out. I've certainly researched it and the like. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm so glad you knew the answer. Stay on the line here, and we'll get Todd to give you all of your uh, get your information and get you these tickets to the Museum of Transportation. Thank you for calling. Thanks for calling. Yeah, and it's uh, Methuselah, and it's a bristlecone pine in east central California. It's uh, believed to be 4,855 years old. That's wow. crazy. That is really old. And it's maybe the oldest tree in the world, not just in the, in the, the United States. And yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, contenders to that. And it's, it, Somebody texts, it's probably a redwood. No, it's not. Uh, redwoods are quite old, too, but uh, the bristlecone is uh, supposedly the oldest one, uh, bristlecone pine. And they are very slow, gnarly-growing uh, uh, pine tree. It's a short-needled pine. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's, a lot of times you see those growing in... Uh, very hard to grow places like off of a cliff. Or yeah, that's probably that. where so, this is. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's probably why it's still alive because nobody went there and chopped it down. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, we got some other texters. One said, California, I was thinking first, but then thinking Hawaii. Didn't Maui have that huge special tree that went on for a block and they were worried about it because of the fire? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I think it's just really a fast-growing tree, and yeah. it, it was it had, had those... Maybe not uh, the oldest, but the big, yeah, maybe big. Yeah, right. kind of had those mangrovey looking... Uh, various stems that came out of the ground. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, those are cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, lots of guesses for California pine, South Carolina. Yep, the answer was California, but there I'm so go. glad everyone's listening. Good deal. Folks, yeah, and if you got any questions about your um, kitchen or bath renovations or anything you might be thinking about appliance-wise, you know, what kind of stove is better and in, in range, induction, gas, what, what, why, why do people choose one or the other? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's microwaves, personal, preference, personal really, preferences, but, right. refrigerators, if you're looking for one. I and do have can, a couple of tips to, to talk let's about Let's talk today. about a couple of tips. So my tips today are how to basically update your bathroom to not look so tiny. Anyone have a tiny bathroom? Oh, yeah. Sometimes the master bathroom is even tiny for some houses. You just can't control it, right? It's just whatever they have in that house. So if you're looking fast way to make your bathroom just look a little bit bigger, easy. I talked about this a second ago, too. Get a paintbrush and a roller and paint the walls lighter. Just brighten the space up. So a lot of times you go into a house and maybe you couldn't control the colors that the bathroom were. So lighten the space up. And if you're renovating that space, just intentionally choose light colors. Maybe the tile floor or the tile walls could be a light marbly look. So that white gray or creamy or golden colors is the veining, but underneath of it's more the white tones. And then when you're thinking about pink colors, you could do white or alabaster, somewhere in the yellows or cream tones. You could even do light blue or if you're really pushing it, light pink. Like you could bring in some of those colors and lighten up the space and make it have a little more vibrance and life to it. So easy. That's an easy, fast way to, to change and make it not look too small. 
another thing in relationship to the lighting or making it look light, I should say, is when you're doing all these light colors, don't get everything just stark. Mix in a couple more elements. So maybe on your metal finishes, we're doing uh, the bronze finish or the that matte gold color. Bring in different elements and different textures. You could even do a light wood stain on the cabinets instead. So that way it's a light color, but it does have a different texture into the space. We want to do that too. And maybe you're someone who just really loves bold colors, but you're afraid now because I just told you do a light space. Mm-hmm. Just choose one wall. One wall could be a bold color or a wallpaper or something to give a little texture to that space one wall or you could even do half of a wall just make it lower than eye level or well above eye level so maybe do wainscot paneling that's painted white or alabaster up almost you know uh, two-thirds of the room high and then that last third you could paint that with a bold or darker color if you really wanted to same thing from below. Make a light color at the top, but the darker portion of it or, or bold pattern could be down below your eye level. And don't forget, no matter how great your bathroom looks, if you've got a messy floor, you're not going to have a good looking bathroom. So keep your bathroom tidy. That's always a simple solution, you know, as well. So the first, the first su- suggestion is keeping everything light colored, kind of enhances the space. Then bring in some big glass. Let's say you have just a, a good looking bathroom but you don't feel like it looks bigger for any reason maybe your shower door you could replace the glass door and do one of those frameless glass doors that's big and tall just really will enhance the space it'll make it look taller automatically bigger because you don't have something maybe you had a frosted glass or maybe you had a shower curtain could you do a glass panel that would really really help enhance the space just tricks your eye again makes it look taller your mother just got a new Shower door. Yes, recently. she did. Mother in law. Using nice. Howard from our shower door guy. Remember, he That's came right. on the show not too long ago from Artistic Class. That's right. Um, another way to do it is using great mirrors. Every bathroom has to have a mirror, right? It's a key to functioning in your bathroom. You need to for grooming, shaving, applying makeup, putting contacts in, but you need to make your mirror look like a really cool statement piece that could mean you have this huge rectangle mirror that's kind of boring right now, but it really gives a space a good reflection, frame it, put a frame around that, make it look like that was a a selected piece for the room or go find a new mirror. That's large. If you like that really large mirror look that already has a frame, go to at home or home goods and even find mirrors there. Take it away today and install it at your house today. You know, Uh, another thing to do could be maybe get a fun shape to the mirror. It could be a big circle or an oval or an arched top. Something like that can really dress it up, makes it look like it was intentional and special for the space, but the mirror creates reflective, you know, a reflective nature. It makes it look bigger already. You could even double your mirror as a storage piece by doing a medicine cabinet, and that really, really helps because in a small bathroom especially, you don't have a lot of room for toothbrush and, you know, shaving things, all the pieces you'd need that take up a drawer space, you could put those in a medicine cabinet. So that could really, really help too. I'll give one more tip, then we'll take a break in a second. But another tip is I talked about making it light, but instead of just making it light, light it up. So let's add more lighting into the space. Maybe you do ambient lighting or can lighting in the ceiling that doesn't take away from the room, but it really adds light for functionality, brightens up maybe a shower, put the light over top of the shower or the bathtub. It will dramatically change the look or replace your light fixture too. If your light fixture is old and drab, Replace it. makes it look much better. That's always helpful tips. I know. We'll get to a few more of those after after this break. break. I'm David. I'm Anne-Marie. We'll be right back after this break.
Now, the Inside Out Show continues with Anne-Marie Boches and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to the Inside Out Show. Thank you, everybody, for all your texts and phone calls. Uh, you can text us at 84126, or you can call us at 314-931-5877. We have another uh, uh, question here. Deer rubbed the bark away from a trunk of my sweet bay magnolia about three feet off the ground. Should I prune that off at the rub? Any chance the tree will survive? Um, all the way around. Yeah. If they... If they, if you have loose bark that's kind of hanging there, you want to trim that off. I would not trim the stem off, and ju- I would just see what happens and, and if it uh, dies back or not. Uh, then, of course, prune it off. I'm kind of surprised that they got all the way around the trunk. Typically, if there's just a little bit of bark left on the the branch or the tree or whatever, it will survive and come back out. It depends how deep that rub was. But uh, I wouldn't be too quick to pruning it right now. I would just wait and see what happens. And uh, you may want to uh, uh, keep an eye on that for insects uh, this spring. What If you have a wound in, or a big open gash, whether it be on a, the trunk of the tree. This Sweet peas are typically multi-stems. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a single stem or a multi-stem. But if it's a multi, you might have, you might end up losing one branch. But it's it's... It's hard to say without seeing that, but I would not assume it's going to be dead at this point in time. I have seen a lot of trees with serious uh, girdling or, or stripping. We, we've we've taken trees before sometimes, and when we've picked them up with a uh, what we call a choke rope, we've slipped the bark around the entire tree and, and, seen, and seen trees rebound and grow back. But it really depends on how deep it is in the Cambian layer and uh, whether that— uh, Thing, that uh, branch or tree itself will come back. But any of the loose, scabby-looking bark, uh, trim that away. Let let the air get to it. Let it, uh, you know, dry up and uh, naturally heal, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, and, and if it doesn't leaf out, of course, or if it looks rough over the summertime, you can have to trim that part off for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another question here says, Amory, have you talked about the color of the year? Sorry if I missed it. So let's talk about the color of the year. There's two that I go by. There is one called the Pantone color of the year, and that one is called Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz. Picture what you think it looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks like that. It looks like Peach Fuzz. That's what I used to grow on my face. <laughs> I never could grow a real beard. They all call it Peach Fuzz. Hey, I've got a 14-year-old son. I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so my personal opinion is that Peach Fuzz is definitely... Not the, it's not for everybody. Right. It's peachy looking, and I feel like that's a really big thing. That at least in the Missouri area. So remember, in the middle of the United States, we are the last to take on a new trend on the east and west from the east and west right. coast. So this kind of Pantone color is going to be more about clothing and furnishings in your house. Maybe not necessarily a cabinet color to do or a paint that you put on or your maybe wall. If, maybe for a pool house. Right. Yeah, or this would be great for more, a pool house. More summery looking or, right. you know, more Florida, California, right. co- the coast looking. And I wouldn't put past this color. So one of this color, I would definitely find a way to make this work in their house. But don't just stop everything you're doing and change everything to this peach yeah. color. Because it may not go with things you've changed in your house for the last few years. I do follow Sherwin-Williams color of the year. So we do two things the pantone color of the year for 2024 and now the sherwin williams color of the year for 2024 their color is quite beautiful it's called upward and it's it basically looks like a cloud it's whitish bluish gray in a pretty way it's got life to it it's 
you know, I'm holding it up for the guys in the, in the room. They're all loving this color. <laughs> it's called Upward. Um, but it's actually a beautiful nail polish color <laughs> as well. For any of you women out there, it's definitely, you're more likely to put this kind of color on things in your home right now, living in Missouri and Illinois, than you would the peach color, just to say that. A mm-hmm. um, couple more questions. Uh, so I text here, can you recommend a landscaper for 0.21 acre residential lot? My yard is on a downward slope, so I need some erosion control and wish to go with native plants. That's a you question. Well, yeah, I mean, we do that kind of work. And uh, matter of fact, we had a a caller earlier in the week is maybe the same person, but uh, a quarter acre or tenth of, a fifth of an acre lot uh, backyard, downward slopes. That means it's probably probably a 5,000-square-foot area in the backyard, I'm guessing, you know, that you're talking about, number one. Uh, that is a, 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 if you want to take all your grass or whatever you got growing in there out, that in itself is going to be a expensive project to remove the, the sod or whatever. And then you replace that with, you know, till in the area with compost and mulch, and you plant your native plants. Um, it could, it would probably be a fairly expensive pro- project. Uh, and one thing that you got to consider on it, it'll take about two or three years before that, that downward slope, depending how big this area is, uh, doesn't require as much maintenance. Uh, while you're, while you're getting these native plants growing, it'll take them a few years, you know, uh, to mature enough that you don't have a lot of competition with weeds and things of that sort. So that you do have to, uh, of course, you have to water that. You have to maintain it, and you have to, uh, you know, try to keep all the weeds and things out of it that you don't want. But uh, Sherwood's Forest could do something like that, and uh, without, you know, I would imagine it'd be in the thousands of dollar range. You know, do you guys do retaining walls? Uh, we do some. We don't do uh, tie walls. We do uh, some smaller uh, block walls and things of that sort. But maybe that's something he could look at too. Finding inspiration pictures are really helpful too. Right, and sometimes, uh, you know. You know, taking an area where you have erosion control is a little bit tricky. You may need to reroute the water somehow, and a lot of times we'll do that with a, a dry creek bed or something running through that area because if you've got a really a lot of erosion going down this slope, uh, it could wash your mulch away, wash your native plants away, you know, without seeing it. Uh, but you may want to take uh, create some kind of a swale, you know, that takes the majority of that water and, and makes it go down uh, through a dry creek bed or some something like that, a rain garden type effect. Uh, and if you did did that, you could plant uh, water-loving native-type plants, sedge and things like that, around that uh, dry creek bed, which would be a wet creek bed when you when you get the, <laughs> when you get the rain <laughs> right. running through it. So, you know, that would be one way of uh, dealing with something like that. So, But, yeah, yeah Sherwood's Forest does that, and uh, you can give us a call at, 314-966-0028. Uh, maybe uh, set up an appointment with one of the landscapers. Got uh, another text here from Ricky Danella. They're setting up a table at Advanced Auto at the Sheraton and at the Sheraton at Telegraph tomorrow at 830 till about 1, promoting the Rees Across America uh, program at Jefferson Barracks. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's volunteering for that always. And, uh, again, that's uh, Advanced Auto at Sheridan and Telegraph uh, tomorrow from 8.30 till 1 o'clock. And again, promoting the Rees Across America, at, uh, which is a program that uh, provides uh, Rees, holiday Rees for Jefferson Barracks Cemetery. 
and he'll be he'll be out there uh, telling you how you can get involved with that and donate money to buy the reeves. And there's there may be a special early buy program that yeah. uh, is uh, available right now where you can get in there and uh, you know help them out and. Uh, a little bonus for the uh, JB uh, cemetery. So yeah, big love, cause. Yeah, it's a fantastic cause. Doing anything you guys can do. How many times are the listeners, right? Great if you guys can jump in and help support our troops in any way as possible. Sometimes you just unfortunately forget if you don't have someone in the family in the military. So right. this is a great opportunity to have a reminder about what you can do to help out. It's a small way, but it's a big impact. So. And if you've got uh, if you've got frequent flyer points and things, you know, there's a lot of ways you can transfer those to the I think to the armed services people for traveling around. If you're not using them, I've been looking into that on some that I have extra that I may consider doing that with. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, folks, uh, we've got about ten more minutes in this hour. The, do we have another break coming up? One more break. Uh, I am David. I'm Anne Marie, and we'll be right back after this message. Now the Inside Out Show continues, starring Anne Marie Boges and David Sherwood on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. What a great hour it's been. I know, it's been fast. So we had a fast hour. We've got some great text, and we still have time to take a few more texts at 84126 or phone calls at 314-931-53-5877. They're pulling a dolly out there. It sounds like thunder. <laughs> sounds like it's like we're both looking here. at each other. Is it thundering? <laughs> no, again, our number here is 314-931-5877. There you go. I did not finish my tips about how to make your small bathroom look larger, so I'll just get those Let's kind get of in real it. quick. Uh, I was just talking about doing creative lighting in your space, so whether you were changing, adding can lighting or change your light fixtures. There's also mirrors that have LED lights built into them, and they're really great if you're just one really good lighting to see your skin to do any you know as a woman plucking things like that um just seeing kind of a good lighting right at your face it's a really helpful um usage of light and it really makes the room bright and it looks updated lots of hotels have those in them and you'd be happy with them i think also turn your lights on with a dimmer switch so that way you can make the light be you know glowing and more of an ambient lighting or you can really make it good task lighting so that's a really useful tip as well um for your vanity you could also do a floating vanity so a cabinet that's mounted to the wall with a gap underneath of it it lets you see more tile floor or whatever your floor product is you see more floor so it tricks your eye it makes it feel bigger actually to you and you can find them now with storage so a floating vanity can have drawers it could just have doors on it or even just legs, but still a gap underneath of it, which is really nice. Um, even better, if you can light that underneath, it kind of makes, again, more fun ambient lighting for that space to, right. to make it look pretty. Got a couple texts. Somebody wanted to know what time Ricky was going to be at the advanced, uh, at the uh, auto zone tomorrow. It's from 8.30 a.m. till about 1 uh, tomorrow. He'll have a table set up there at uh, Sheraton and Telegraph where the advanced auto is for the Rees across America. And there's another text here. Do you have those colors, new oh. colors on your website? Uh, they're not on my website. The colors are not on the website. I'll post them on my Facebook page after the show. But, again, uh, I'll tell you the names again. You could Google them easily. Just type in um, Sherwin-Williams Color of the Year 2024, and it will pop up as Upward, U-P-W-A-R-D. The color number is SW6239. And then the other one, the Pantone Color of the Year, is Peach Fuzz. Just like it sounds. Looks like a peach. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we've got a caller on the air as well. Whitey. Whitey, what can we do for you? Happy Saturday. 
Hey, same to you. And last week, uh, right near the end of your show, you had a, a gentleman call about moles and mole trapping, and I sent a text in, but I don't. It, it was oh, right at the end of your show. No big, no big deal. Um, but uh, I wanted to let you know that I've caught typically between twenty and twenty-five moles. <laughs> we have a four-acre yard. Nice. Every, every year, and we use what I've found is the best. Is a trap that Tomcat used to put out, but now it's called, uh, uh, what is it called? Gosh, I just wrote it down. Um, uh, uh, Tomico. Tomico, I believe that's it, Mo, or Motomico. And it's got a yellow step thing on uh, the top, and it's also got two sets of scissors. Yeah. And when the mo- when the moles are on the move, they're deadly. I mean, that's you just find out where they're at. You push them into the ground and set them. And bango, they're the best I've ever seen. Yeah, that's that scissor one is the one I I, I know Greg Kornfeld, who's uh, used to work here, and recommended that, and it really seemed to. I tried it in my yard and got a couple too. It it's easy to install too. You don't have to. Oh yeah. You know, you just mm-hmm. kind of put it down there and stomp on it, and I think it comes with little flags too. So. You know, to, to keep the animals and things, your dogs yeah, and things. from. I will jump in, too. I think this is the one, this brand specifically. It's a little different than your regular scissors trap, but we got this, and we got four within, I think, a three-week period, which we had never gotten any for two months <laughs> until we got this Matamaco one. And, yeah, I do like this brand. Yeah, and, and I was screwing it up when I was telling it to you. M-O-T-O-M-O-C-O. And I, I found it locally here in Vandalia at the uh, Rural King Supply Store. So you might go to a farm supply yes. to, uh, to find idea. it. Yeah. Great. Thank you so thank much you for the call. Thank you for the call. They're I appreciate fan- that. They're fantastic. Yeah. Good luck and we enjoy your show. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot for, for calling. Appreciate it very much. Vandalia, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't see. There's a text here that says wanting to move two feet first, when and how. Which does that go with? Let's see. Uh, maybe they're wanting to move a plant or something a couple foot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if you're trying to transplant something a couple feet, you could um, transplant a tree or a shrub or something right now when they're dormant. Uh, and you, if, if it's what, regarding what this uh, movement is. Uh, but uh, dig, mostly you ought to dig your plants when they're dormant, and this is the perfect time to uh, move a small tree or you know, maybe regarding the Sweet Bay Magnolia that the person might be referring to. Maybe. I have to match up the phone numbers here. I don't but, see that. But uh, anything that, uh, when it's uh, dormant, can be moved this time of year as far as trees, roses, and things of that sort. And, we'll, and if, there's a, if there's a follow-up to that, we'll get back to it. But, uh, folks, we've got a couple more minutes. And do you have another tip? Uh, well, it's just trying to, you know, brightening up your space in general, talking about lighting, mirrors, and making glass doors big bigger glass doors than maybe what you've had before. Be creative with your tile. I think that's another useful tip. Maybe put an accent tile above the eye line again. So think about it like this. If you're looking at, you know, even a clothing, your outfit, uh, your belt, the middle line of your body in the belt, you don't want everyone's eye to get drawn to the belt, if that makes any sense. You want to look at the top or the bottom. You want to look at different areas. You don't want to just look in the middle space only. So when you're putting a border, for example, in your bathroom, lots of people put borders in your shower tile. I like to put them up high. It makes the room look taller. So if you're going to do a, a creative tile idea in the shower walls or around the whole entire room, bring it up above your eye line. I think that's a really helpful tip to keep keep looking big. And then um, using plants. I do think that plants is a good way to make any space feel alive. It could be small little plants. Like what, what are good 
plants you would suggest to put in a bathroom that could live inside, um, you know, what did you, well, I can't remember what you gave him for Christmas. Oh, even. succulents. Yeah, yeah, just succulents. Yeah. Those small little plants that just give a little hint of green. They don't take a lot of maintenance. You don't need to keep them in the sun. They can just have some moisture here or there. So something like that's really a useful tip. And then, again, we were talking a little bit about just the different textures in the space. Using hardware, I will mention jewelry again because the jewelry you can put into the room can be in your light fixtures, your faucet, the cabinet hardware, the towel bars. Um, the shower head, any of those pieces can look really beautiful. Just having a different metal finish in that space really, really accents it like jewelry. It's kind of a unique way to do that. So, right. Um, another question back here again is the wreaths at AutoZone time. They're asking for the wreaths again. Uh, that was eight thirty to, to one. Yep, yeah. eight thirty to one tomorrow. That was Advanced Auto at Sheridan and Telegraph. There you go. Yeah, that's a good question. We really again. appreciate everybody that's listened to us. Uh, the next week, we'll just be on for an hour, and I'll be on a different time. But uh, I think it's at 6 p.m. next week because there's a basketball game for the zoo. You've got to keep in touch with that. I'm David Sherwood, Sherwood's Forest Nursery and Garden Center. We're open today, probably till around 3 or so and next week, and we hope to be open 8 to 4 for the rest of the spring until, uh, you know, weather shuts us down for <laughs> snow or ice or something. But uh, <laughs> a long time. we're there. Yep, and we are open at Marie Design Studio. We are open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. Uh, we do designs. We help select all of your materials. We can order all of your materials. We can handle the entire project from beginning to end, including the entire installation of your project. And we'd love to do your project for you. You can call us at our showroom, which is 636-821-3395. Again, 636-821-3395. And my website is Anne with an E mariestudio.com and on there we got a budget calculator tons of inspiration images to flip through lots of kitchens and bathrooms and bars and all these cool ideas for your space you uh, for your home hope everybody had a very nice uh, valentine's day and then yeah. this monday it's president's day so I if you know. got to do any mailing or banking you better get it done get it done today well actually it's probably too late the banks are all closed now we never know what time banks are open till and where you buy stamps right i know it's crazy <laughs> Uh, oh well. Well, thank you so much for all the listeners and for all the callers and texting in. We really appreciate uh, you guys doing that, and we love to do this show. So enjoy your snowy day, stay safe outside, and have a happy Saturday. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.